money I had to eat with was the money I had to buy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Ready. Mary. And I actually just proposed to this young lady right here. Last month. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's been a long time. It you is know? a long time. It was like, you know, we got three boys too. So it's like when Mike upset. It's not your boy. It's your Welcome, everyone. We're back with 9-7 Marriage Conversations with a new couple. Could you guys please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Tamara Dunn. And I am Derek Dunn, also better known as Wink. Awesome. All right. Fantastic. All right, so now I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself, please. Well, um, I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a friend, an educator, um, high school administrator, um, just, you know, proud to be a wife, proud to be a mother, proud to be an educator. Um, all of those things play a part in who I am. Um, graduated from Old Dominion University in 2000, took my first teaching job uh, during that time. Um, said I was gonna do that for a year <laughs> and <laughs> 22 years later, I am still with the kids in the trenches and loving every minute of it. Um, we've been married for almost 21 years. We have three beautiful children who we are very proud of, um, 11, 15, and 19. Um, they're not really children anymore. They're like, we call them the young adults. Um, we call the 19-year-old a adult because to me, she's still a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so she's the adult in the house. I love that. Um, but you know, we we are very proud of them, and and just you know, keep just we're just still moving forward, and and being mom and dad, and you know, trying to make sure they're on the right track, and trying to make sure we're on the right track as a couple, and and that's where we are. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, uh, I'm Derek Dunn, and um, really. Same. I'm husband, father, brother. Um, I'm a training instructor, which is weird. We'll get into that a little <laughs> bit later. Um, working for the government, and uh, I'm. I love my family. I'm a family guy. I'm a very social guy. So, um, and that's pretty much who I am. Like you said, 21 years. Um, next month, September 29th, to be exact. Uh, be 21 years of marriage and um, it really doesn't seem like it's been that long you know when when you're having a good time and you're enjoying it not to say we haven't had difficulties but um when you've been in this thing for as long as we have and it still gets better uh it makes it even sweeter mm -hmm. sweet sweet you're just a little older than us yeah that's mm -hmm. it just a little bit yeah, yeah. just a little bit that's awesome that's fantastic look uh how did you guys meet though I'll start. You chime in because I might oh, miss something. Okay. So um, I was a, was I a freshman at ODU? No, you were a sophomore. I was a sophomore at ODU. When we first met, I was a freshman and it was the second semester of my freshman year. And my roommate and I were singing in the gospel choir at ODU. And so we had our end of the year outing, we went to a bowling alley and our choir director at the time, um, Minister Earl Bynum, 
had these young guys with him and he was introducing us and it happened to be Wink and his brother, Bobby. So, you know, we just introduced ourselves that night because he was, he seemed to be very quiet. So that night we met <laughs> and then, and I realized later on that he was not quiet, but so then rolls into my sophomore year, uh, fall semester, my sophomore year, we're in the choir again. And so Earl brings in these three guys and it was Wink, BJ and a friend of theirs. And um, he introduces them and I yell out, well, are they single? Is what I yell out. <laughs> and Earl said, they are They are in, in relationship, relationship with the Lord. Lord. <laughs> so everybody laughs. I'm like, okay. And I'm so, like, no, I'm not. Find <laughs> <laughs> these girls in the hills. So, you know, we, we reintroduced ourselves after that. You know, just shared some pleasantries or whatever. So maybe about a week later, he and his brother was like, y'all cook? Because they, they were eating people. And I realized this as our relationship progressed, like his mom cooked and they just, it was just everything I was used to being from New Kent, family and cooking and good food and all of that. And so about a week later, we exchanged numbers. Let's backtrack. Uh-oh, backtrack. So okay. the funny thing is after that first rehearsal. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> so my older brother, uh, went to a high school down here and there was a young lady that went that he went to school with that resembles Tammy like so much. So when I actually approached her, I thought it was her, not not to really kind of like talk to talk me talk to her, right. but just say, hey, you know, my brother's doing good. And she was <laughs> like, oh um, Who is your brother? <laughs> Roy down <Dan> Abstein. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, maybe this is not her. So I said, you know, and I, I think I asked you your name yes. after the fact. Yes, he did. And she was like, you know, my name is Tammy. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm in it now. So right. I might well go on, keep on going. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how we met. So yeah, about a week later, you can pick back. Yeah, a week later, exchanged phone, num phone numbers. And then he called and we talked. You know, it's just, you know, that kind of thing. Actually, he was in a relationship and I was in a relationship. So we really started off just being friends. Um you know, seeing each other rehearsal, it was always my roommate, his brother, me and him. So we would always kind of hang together um, and just, they were just good guys. And I always, and this is going to be funny because I never wanted to marry a church boy, but I wanted somebody who loved God, but wasn't so into church, like churchy. Yeah. And so when I met him, he's singing the gospel choir and I heard he played drums and I was like, oh, here we go. Just a trick boy. I don't know if I can do this. But little did she know. Little did I know. I was a heathen. There was a little ratchetness in there. I was mixed in with the church. Because his dad was an elder. His mom was a missionary. And I'm like, uh. I was a And my mom was a minister too. So I already knew the ropes of that. You know, been in church all my life. I already knew what this was going to be like. And so we talked and I realized, okay, maybe he's not too churchy, you know, it was enough for us to have some balance, even as friends to have some balance and, and you know, have that real talk with each other or whatever. So now you go. And yeah, so it was, it was kind of, kind of crazy how that happened because like she said, we both were in relationships. Um, hers was, I think hers was on the on the decline yeah but she had been with her boyfriend at the time for about five years wow. and mm -hmm. i mean the girl i was talking to i had only been with for a couple of months 
And um, so, you know, I gave the, the, the usual, you know, she told me they were going through some things and I gave the false, I hope everything works out. That was, <laughs> that was a bunch of, you know, like, yeah, the false. The false, the I false. Hope, I hope that for real. Yeah, well, maybe you might come around. I'm trying to encourage yeah, you a little bit. All that hoopla. So I was, I was feeding it hard too. And um, she ended up calling me. Uh, well, we ended up, like you say, exchanging numbers. And we actually sang, the choir sang at a church in Petersburg, Royal Baptist Church in Petersburg. And uh, on the way back, I didn't sit with her going, but on the way back, I think a couple of other people in the choir kind of saw the connection. And one of the girls gave her her seat. She's like, wait, don't you want to sit beside Tammy? I was like, sure. (laughs) The whole time going up 460, we just talked and we talked and um, it was great. That's a long ride. That's a long ride. ride. is the most. You ain't got nothing else to do but nothing, nothing else to do, else to but do. talk. That's <laughs> it. Either talk or go to sleep. Right. That's it. That's, That's the it. only two options. Yeah. Right. So you know, and 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 it was amazing. So uh, when when we got back uh, to Norfolk, you know, again we we kind of talked and we ended up um, again just meeting up and kind of hanging out, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah. Nice, nice. The choir you were in at ODU was it Ebony Impact? Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. it? Well, ain't that something? I was, I was in, I mean, yeah, 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 really? That was all the same time. Okay. Tammy's a little bit older than I am. Yeah. So, Mary, when did you come in? 99. So, I was going out. So, yeah, yeah, I have been in a, yeah, we were going out because I, by the time Mary got there, I think I was like the business manager or the president or something. Or the the president when I was there. Oh, when I graduated from ODU in 2002. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> Hear me out, people out here in the WWW. Wink Dunn never went to ODU. He got all the perks of ODU, but don't have to pay us student loan, nothing, okay? We'll talk about that later too. But I, they, people will call me and say, did you know Wink was on campus? Where you at? That's what I want to know. And this is before people really were getting into cell phones. So like my dorm room phone would ring and he would oh where you oh I'm over in Whitehurst woohoo okay that's another (laughs) we're gonna talk about that in a minute let's keep going all right okay that's hilarious that's hilarious abort abort (laughs) you couldn't have told me he didn't go to ODU people to this day people to this day still he got approached by a guy that thought he was a Q that he thought had pledged at ODU. And we was like, no, no, like, don't start doing nothing because I don't want to get beat up because you think I'm a Q. That is hilarious. Right. That's the best. That's the best. So look, now, now that we know how you met, what what was the first date? We the first, went, the first official date. The okay, official so this date. is how, when I knew that he, he was real. So we went to Applebee's. And it was all you can eat rib night. Now I love me some ribs, but this is my first date. And I'm like, I'm not going to be up here with barbecue sauce all over my hands. Trying to be cute. And everything. So he he had on a button up shirt with a t-shirt underneath. And he started taking off his shirt, taking his rings off. (laughs) What is he doing? Ready. Mary. Let me tell you something. He got his money worth, right? Took rings off. his rings off. So he got his money worth of all you can eat ribs at night. And I had a salad. She had a salad. 
And when I got home, my roommate was like, how was your date? And I was like, I'm starving. I was so hungry. But I watched him eat them ribs like, oh, my God, I wish. And he kept saying, would you like some? Would you? I was like, no, thank you. Eating my little salad, mm-hmm. drink my little water, <laughs> honey. Mm-mm. I was so mad. <laughs> right. That is too. Oh. So that was the first date, which it was nice, but I was starving when it was over. Mm-hmm. He was like, did you have enough? Yes, thank you. You want dessert? No, thank you, girl. I was starving, hungry. I don't know what walking out doing. Oh. Came back from the bathroom, washing his hands like a surgeon up to his elbow. <laughs> right. Jacket back on. I had about nine wet naps. Right. <laughs> yes, sir. You got to put all the rings back on. Uh-huh. Exactly. I said he took his shirt off we at did. the table so he could eat his ribs. That's funny. Look, let me say this, Wayne. You a real one. Yes, sir. You showed up like, hey, this is what we fitting to do. And right. You, you I mean, down. Yeah, I've always been that the, the type of guy like you're gonna get me. Yeah. Whether I'm first meeting you or I've known you for 25 years, I'm gonna be consistently who I am. That's, and that's, that's, and that's what she does. She got. I got. I got the, the yeah. You got the real authentic. Quick. The authentic. Real way. quick. You gonna learn today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't trying to be cute. He ain't trying to. Mm. All you oh, can eat really ribs? going to Applebee's on real? Yeah. We about you know, by then Applebee's was the spot. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. All you can eat ribs. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. So your first date was over and you're dating. What when did you know that that this was something more than just dating? Like when did you know Ooh, that I, this I, this one can yeah, you, you can go. Okay. So in, in, in actuality, so and I like I say, I'm 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 oh, transparent. I, I love it. So she was a sophomore in college. At the time, if I would have went to college, I would have been a freshman, of course, but I failed my freshman year in high school okay. and ended up, uh, so I was a senior. So when I started dating her and when we actually, both of us kind of separated from our significant others at the time, and we actually became an official couple, you know, I'm 18 years old and just as, you know, I liked her, you know, and, you know, being honest at the time, I, I was, I think I loved her from the fact that I was dating a college girl and that was, that felt good at the time. And um, I saw how serious she was getting. Cause she, from that as- aspect, she wasn't playing any games with that. I mean, I had been in a relationship for five years yeah. with somebody. Yeah. And so it wasn't, I wasn't that girl who could, date different guys at the same time just to you know some people are like that and even with my daughters now I'm like don't lock yourself into somebody because there's so many people out here in this world and um but I wasn't that and I I I knew girls who were they were that type of girl like they could be with a guy this week and next week they with somebody else and they could be all and I just wasn't that girl you know um so when I realized that I was attracted to him and falling for him. I was like, okay, this is it for me. I can't, I'm not going to, you know, keep going and going and going and going because, you know, I was raised around women and, and marriages where people, whether they were happy or not, stayed together forever, you know? And I know I wanted to be happy with somebody, but I also knew what I wanted out of somebody as well. So yeah, I was, I was getting serious 
-hmm. not realizing that I'm, even though he was mature, he was a high school senior. You're talking about an 18 year old. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to be, when I graduate from college, I'm ready to get married, you know? And that wasn't him. And so in a, in a way I kind of pushed him away because that he was just wanted to have fun, have a girlfriend, let's go out, let's have fun. Whereas I was like thinking further into the future. And that, and that kind of, you know, when, when she really never vocalized that, but I could, I could sense it. And mm-hmm. I was like, Whoa, this, you know, and I, one thing about me, even though you want to get who, who I was from, from start to finish, I was never the type of guy to hold back how I was feeling. Still not that guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, I, I can't, I see she's, in, she's serious about it. I, I can't afford to, in a sense, damage her or make her or hurt her feelings. Cause I really did like her. I really cared about her. So um, we dated for about six months. Maybe six, six or seven, seven months, months. Something right. like that. And I saw how serious she was getting. And I was like, whoa, it kind of scared me. Um, and we had a con. I rode over there one night. We had a conversation in her room, and uh, you know the the typical, but it really was the truth. The typical is not. It's you, not you. It's, it's me. me. <laughs> it was that typical, you know, conversation, and and we had to cut ties because, like I said, literally, it, it was literally not her. It, right. it was me, and I was like, she's she's really serious, and on far as emotionally is concerned, and in life, I wasn't where she was in terms of a relationship. And right. I saw that. So I had to, you know, make, make some moves. And so, he's always been very open and honest, you know, even now, you, if I say, ask him something and he's like, no, that's, that doesn't work, you know, whatever. So he's always been very forthcoming and, and sometimes that hurts, but I appreciate that. And, and we joke about it all the time. Cause I used to say that, I wish you had lied to me, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. but I appreciated the honesty because I knew exactly it, it, I knew that there would be very little dishonesty in our relationship. Cause even when, so we broke up, we were apart for about a year, about a year and a half, year and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. And he dated other people and I really didn't. I mean, I went out on a you know, couple of dates, maybe one date with somebody, um, but never dated anybody else, even though people were saying, you need to go out, you need to meet people, you need to do this. And I was like, no, I'm just not feeling that. You know, it wasn't, you know, um, by this time I had met, met his family, um, met his mom, met his sister, loved them. They were great people. Um, and I had, was still so connected with them. Um, and so about a year and a half later, we had gone overseas, um, with, with Earl Bonham and he had taken his first group of singers overseas for a tour. And so I went that year. And so um, I was determined when I got back that that was gonna be it for me. I was done. I needed to move on with my life. Um, I went overseas, you know, I see all these men. I'm like, it's men everywhere, you know. And, <laughs> you know, just enjoyed myself and, and, and was, you know, didn't have, the time to think about him per se, um, not knowing that back here at home, he was coming home in the evening asking his mom, did Tammy call? Did anybody call? Did Cause I, every now and then I would call just to say, Hey, we're okay. You know, whatever the case may be. And so, um, coming back, we came back. I think we came back later than we, what we were supposed to. So my mom couldn't pick me up from the airport. 
and my best friend who went with us, her parents were doing, you know, bringing a limo and doing, I was like, no, nah, I ain't really trying to do all that. I'm tired. I'm ready to, you know, just crash somewhere and get some sleep. So little did I know who called you and told you to pick me up. Did my mom call no, you? No, uh, Yvette called. So my best friend Yvette, she called week and was like, you know, Tammy's mom is not going to be able to come this late. She's not ready to go back because they were going to go to Petersburg and then drop me off. And I was like, I'm tired. I want to just lay down. I need to put my head on the pillow. So I get, we get back to the airport and I see him standing in the airport counting change because, you know, you had to pay the meter. <laughs> he is really counting change to pay the meter. So I acted like I didn't see him because I was nervous. It's like made me like I was like meeting him all over again. And I think from that day, that's when I think we both knew that this was it because he realized he missed me. I was trying to forget him really and couldn't forget him. And then here comes Yvette intervening. And she's like, well, I call Wink to tell him to pick you up. And I'm like, mind your business. I mean, that's what a best friend is for. Mm-hmm. Right. But I knew that I was like, okay, this, this has got to be divine intervention, yeah. you know? And even so that night I stayed in Norfolk that next day, he drove me to New Kent. Wow. And it was snowing. It was bad. And when we got to New Kent, my mom was like, he needs to either needs to stay here and that Barbara don't say stay here. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not the elder. No. She was like, he either needs to stay here or he needs to leave in the next hour or so because it's going to get bad. Yeah. And she was like, make that boy some sandwiches and get so he can go on the road. So me doing made him some sandwiches. He brought me home. Did you pick me back up to come back to school? Because this was like Christmas. We were coming home from Christmas break. So we were on that on that tour during Christmas. And I think I had a few more days at home before I had to come back to ODU. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, it was just crazy. It was a whirlwind. It really was a whirlwind. I mean, he dated other people in that year and a half that we weren't together. And- Correction. Okay. If we are gonna be transparent oh my and God. open, I didn't date not one of them. You did. You had a girlfriend. I ain't gonna say her name, but you did have a girlfriend. All right, we'll talk about okay. that later. All right. We don't want to <laughs> nobody on I, that girl. I, 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 don't rem- I don't remember. Go ahead with your story. <laughs> you right. I'm going to write it on this piece of paper. <laughs> okay, let me see. Okay. All, All right. right, see? All right. <laughs> but so <laughs> that was, now the young lady that was, she, she was more of a, a, a good friend that, I, that we tried to make a relationship and it was an epic fail. Okay. Um, but yeah, for the most part, you know, like, like she said, it was really just, a. it was weird how it happened because once we broke up, you know, I, I, I did, went out and did my thing and I really knew what she wanted, but I wanted to make sure that I was where I needed to be for her. Cause like she said, she didn't want a churchy guy <laughs> and I wasn't churchy. You know, I've always loved music and, you know, love being in church and singing gospel music or whatever type of music it may be. Um, and that was really one of the determining factors for why she broke up with her um, ex-boyfriend at the time was because we were, we was, he was supposed to come to an Ebony show. Uh, I'm say Ebony, Ebony showcase. showcase. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he was supposed to come to an Ebony uh, Impact concert 
at that church on a, before we you know went came back from Petersburg and he didn't show up and mm -hmm. I think that was the camel the straw, the straw. straw. camel's back mm -hmm. and um and like you said man from, from there on you know my mom I would come home when she was in Spain and I would say hey mom did uh well how it came out was hey mom did anybody call and my mom knew she was like no, Tammy ain't called. <laughs> like, what? Where that come from? You know that you know that male pride trying to get in the way. I'm like, I'm like, I can't let my mama know I'm falling in love with this girl. I ain't her Tammy called. <laughs> no, but she Tammy ain't called. And she never let it go. She would all anytime I asked anybody to call, she would say, No, Tammy ain't called. So I found I just I just accepted it. And like she said, um, I was sitting at home and Yvette called my phone. And if anybody knows me and Yvette. Uh, we have, it's not, it's not nowhere near like Pam and Martin, but it's but close. We, it's, we have a Pam and Martin, like, <laughs> like we argue all the time, but she knows at the end of the day, I'm, I got her back. So when she called me, I was like, what do you, what do you want? She like, oh, Mr. White man. She called me. She called me. Oh, Mr. White man. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So she said, are you, uh, are you coming to the airport? And I said, for what? She was like, Tammy's mom can't come. I said, okay, are you, where are y'all at JFK? She was like, no, we're in Norfolk. And I don't think I got my clothes on fast enough. <laughs> like you said, I drove up there, parked right, that's where you can park, right in front of the airport with the yeah, media. Yeah. I got out, I think I had like 15 cent, put it in there, just enough to go up there, get changed for us out of the machine. See, y'all don't know about them dollars you slip in there and them four quarters come out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the change. Some of the new age folks don't know about. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, right. Right. So that's exactly what I was doing. I was putting, yeah, I was putting the dollars in there, and the change was coming out. So I was counting my change, and when I realized I had enough, I turned around, and she was standing there. And like she said, once once I looked into her eyes, and we looked at each other, you know, I she knew, I knew, and that was it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. I tell you what, though. I tell you what, though, y'all took me on an emotional roller coaster because oh. what I didn't anticipate is for y'all to have this conversation and then break up. Mm. That that blew me away. That's a yeah. I was on an emotional roller coaster. That's a yeah. rom com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, yeah, we we are big advocates for conversations though, because like yeah. even for our story, we got to a point in our relationship where I took her out somewhere, and I was just like, all right, we're at the six month mark. Yeah, mind you, we're like 16. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I was like, I was like, we had the 16. 17. Right. And where, where did we go? Pearl River? I don't know. Was that we, went? We, went, we went somewhere where it was like, all you can eat something that we like. Mm -hmm. like I think it was crab legs. Yeah, I think it was crab legs there. Mm -hmm. and, you, know, you know, and at that time, I just had my little Petley job and my little, my car. It had a motor and four tires, and now I'm going to just leave it at that. That's, That's it. it. That's and, it. And I saved up enough money and I was like, all right, I'm going to take her out. We went to this place and I was just like, look, we had six months. What are we going to do? We want to keep going. We want to end it. Whatever we want to do, we can do it now amicably, you know what I'm saying, with no hard feelings. Right. I just want to know because, because I was always raised where you date to marry. Mm -hmm. Don't, mm -hmm. don't date. Dating is not something you do for fun. It's not like a recreational sport. Right. You're doing it because you're trying to Get you somewhere. Know, yeah, you're right. trying to whittle down the because, like you said, you go out in the world and you realize, hey, there's women everywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of y'all. Right. You mm -hmm. know. So you start to date, so you can start whittling them down to, all right, this is what I want in a wife. This is 
you know what I'm saying? And you start kind of knocking them off the list. Right. Mm-hmm. You get to the one that's like, okay, this is the one I want. So absolutely we had that conversation. So we I'm all about having the conversations and, and being open yeah, and transparent. We ended up doing that like every six months. Yeah. Like really? full time. Yeah. Like okay. that's great. You just have that that conversation. Cause then because then it's no spite, it's no anger, you're not blindsided. Right. You know, right. It's like, all right, if you hadn't said something was making you upset, this is a set time to be like, you know what? That made me mad. But I don't think that made me mad enough to want to end the relationship. Right. You know but it does make me mad enough to say, how can we not make that make me so mad next time? time. Yeah. Right. right. So so you know, I'm a big advocate for for those kind of conversations. And it's mm-hmm. great that you guys had that conversation. I just didn't expect it to end <laughs> with y'all breaking up for a year and a half. Ooh, it was rough. I mean, it was really rough on me because I had never, you know, when you break up in high school, middle school, it's like, oh, okay, he broke up with me. He's stupid, da 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 da. But when you break up when you're like really serious about somebody, I mean, even the, the guy who I dated for five years, who was a great guy, mm-hmm. he just wasn't what God wanted for me. Mm-hmm. Even when we broke up after five, almost five and a half years, it was like, you know, I don't see this going anywhere right. anymore. We had really pulled because I went to college and he we really had pulled apart. And you know, it was like, okay, you know, you know, it, it's been great. I love you, but this is not going anywhere. Yeah. It was easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was easier. Yeah. But then like six, seven months in with somebody who you know, eventually you realize it's your soulmate and you break up and it's like, oh my God. You know, it was, I mean, I went through, I went through. And now I look back on, I was like, girl, you stupid. <laughs> you stuff, go through all of that. You know, cause I tell my kids, my girls all the time, especially my girls, don't get so caught in that you can't survive if something happens, you know? But I was like, I mean, crying. I know my roommate was sick of me. I would be calling his sister and be like, what he doing? Where he at? Who he with? You know? And I would be like checking in. Like, then he had his youngest sister. She was like nine, 10, maybe. And I'd be like, Pookie, where Winky? And she's like, he ain't here, Tammy. He gone with such and such. I'm like, Ooh. you said the whole story. Yeah. The whole story. No, she ain't know no better. She, she was like, telling me all the story. I'm milking my little sister for information. And then I would call, <laughs> and he, she would be like, Tammy, winking his new girlfriend downstairs. And I'd be like, Ooh. <laughs> So, oh. I mean, it, you know, we, we, I went through, I really took myself through a lot of changes you know, just to come back kind of full circle in what it was supposed to be from the beginning. You know, my brother would say, you know, guys have to mature and, you know, you just got to wait. You got to be patient. If it's meant to be, it's going to be. And, you know, all that stuff that you hear, but it's true. You know, if it's meant to be, it's really going to be. And, you know, when you put your faith and your trust in God, even in seeking a, a, a mate, you know, he's going to give you who exactly who he wants you to have and who who's the best fit for your life and, and your vision and your family's vision and, you know, the partnership and all of those things, because that's exactly what it is, a partnership. Um, we have to work together. We have to supervise and manage together. And, you know, and I tell people all the time, marriage is not always going to be 50-50. 
Some days it's going to be 90, 10. Some days it's going to be 80, 20. Um, we have to compensate for each other, you know, and I can't say, well, you didn't do this today. So I'm not going to do this tomorrow. No, that's not, you know, because we are all still individuals. So we still have our own individual struggles and our own crosses that we have to bear um, individually. You know, I'm not just Wink's wife and he's not just Tammy's husband. We have our own individual lives um, that we have to, you know, at work, he's a different person. At work, I'm a different person. Um, and all of that falls into who we are as a couple, who we are as parents um, to our kids. So, um, you know, we've learned a lot about each other, still learning a lot about each other, even 21 years, well, 23 years later, maybe. All together. Yeah. All together. Um, still learning a lot about each other and, and how our personalities have switched because he used to be like hot off the press, you know, now it's me. My temper has gotten shorter and his is like, come on, babe, you really need to fix your face, calm down, <laughs> get, get yourself together. Why you look like that? I mean, he would text me in church and be like, fix your face. <laughs> what? Yeah, we what? get out the car. Like if we're going to a social gathering and maybe some, you know, being real about it, maybe some people that you really don't want to see or really don't feel like. Oh, Take them your best friend. Hey, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he like, like, babe, fix your face. We get out of the car, turn the car. I'm like, before we go in here, I need you to fix your face. And she'll look at me. She'll be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like even the girls they'll and when they know if something happened they want somebody that's gonna be fired up about it they're gonna come to me because they know i'm gonna be fired up they'll go to him and be like dad was like oh just get over it and i'm like but that's wrong you know <laughs> that's wrong you know so but they don't go to him they'll come to me, mom guess what such and such did and i'm like what girl you need to call her because she was wrong he'd be like let it go yeah because i mean i, I... <laughs> I, I used to be that guy yeah. that would, you know, jump off like, oh, no, they ain't going down like that, player. We, mm -hmm. we, can, we can do it this way if you want to go that route. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, now I'm at the point now when people don't hold value in your life. Right. Why even let them? Yeah, why spend energy? Yeah, why, why spend energy and, and, pray for me. And, and let them affect your character? Yeah, let them affect your character that much. Now, I'm not saying just let people walk all over all over you. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, there's so many people that are, you know, dead and gone or locked up because they couldn't let something, something or somebody That's true. that yep. holds no value in your life, let it go. Yep. Now, nah, nah, I agree with that 100% because, man, we, we have a, a mirror image here because mm -hmm. that used to be me. Mary, it ain't, it ain't take much. Cut mm -hmm. the wrong way. Breathe too hard. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think you thought a thought that I ain't right. That's me. I'll be all over you. That's it, me. It'd be, it be something horrible too. And right. now people do stuff, I'd be like, oh well. Yeah. Guess I ain't fooling with them no more. And right. Was, I'm like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> See, man? Yeah. See? And yeah, I, uh, she got fire coming out of her hand. Right. See, working like, with teenagers like, too, where I know I've taught my kids a certain way to interact with adults. And then I get to work and I got these kids who Ain't nobody taught them, or if they did, they forget when they walk in the school building and you come off, oh, we gonna have a conversation with no cameras and nobody, no witnesses. You know, we gonna have this conversation. And I, I, I think I've had to walk away from, I don't wanna lose my job. That's what I tell people all the time. I ain't here to lose, I wanna lose my job. I got children, I got a family, I got a house. So I will walk away. 
but I'm coming back to you. <laughs> I pull a kid out of class quick. Say, Remember yesterday when you said such and such and such? See, see look at the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, we're going we gonna to get this straight because what I'm not going to do is have you be disrespectful, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've learned that. But even with my kids, they will say, oh, did you say that to mama? She ain't yoke you up, you know, because they know. Still alive. I right. pull you. I mean, I remember Rachel giving me a look, and she was probably 12. And I was reaching for stuff to throw because she had walked away from me, but I was going to throw something at her and it was going to hurt. And I'm glad I didn't find something because I was, you know, I've seen my mama throw rocks at my brother. So and back then it was it was scary. But now that we think about it, it's like it's hilarious. She got amnesia like she don't remember doing it. But I remember my brother running out of the house because she was after him. She couldn't catch him. She picked up a handful of rocks. And through them, Dang. you know, so that kind of stuff, you know, I was raised around that, that type of work, you know, <laughs> um, but I've never, you know, my kids, when they were younger, they might've got a little pop here and there, but they understood if I give you a look, this is what it means. Right. And we were always on the same page with the discipline part, right. because you can't have a soft parent and a strong parent when it comes to disciplining your kids. Um, and I know I didn't got off tangents. So y'all go ahead with the next question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like no, no. as you've been talking, you've been answering mm-hmm. questions. Oh, okay, good. Okay. I um, haven't had to stop at all. No, no. But it's good though. I I enjoy. I'm a, I'm very much enjoying this conversation because it's is it's always funny when you meet somebody that's very similar to you mm-hmm. in tone and and taste and things like that. And but then also, brain. you guys are as parent-wise you're just a step in front of us so I'm looking and I'm listening and I'm gleaning because we've got 14 8 and 7 yeah. okay yeah so I'm like all right come on I need to hear it because and are and we have the same you know same genders in the same order as you right so I'm like okay all right. and, and you know it's crazy because what I've learned with kids is you can't there's no book in parenting. Yeah. So, and all of your, you cannot parent all three kids the same way nope. because their personalities are so different. Like Rachel, my oldest, she was, she was kind of easy. She was the first one. She was like our trial run, like the guinea pig. Okay. We're going to figure it out. Jaya, we don't have to say much to her, but she's a hothead. So it's like, Jay, you got to calm down. And she's my, my child with no filter. So mm-hmm. it's like, whatever she thinks, it's going to come off. So J- Rachel is usually the one that like, Jay, I don't say that. Jay would talk about it in the car. Jay, no, 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 no. You know? And I worried about her a little when she was like up until about the age 12, because she was so soft hearted and so kind. And I was afraid people were going to walk all over top of her. And I'm like, Jay, you got to get tough. And then all of a sudden it was like, she okay. got tough Which- and didn't turn back. <laughs> so it's like her hot head, it's like, come on, Jay, come on, don't, come on. You can't do that. You can't say that, you know? And then Jam, he's the only boy. So that's a whole different situation because it's like, he's easier in a way, but there's still things that we have to teach him as he's growing into being a man, you know? Um, Like his daddy time, hold the door for your sister. No, let your sister go. You know, just teaching him those things. And he, he he came and walked in the kitchen the other day and said to me, are you proud to be a mom? And it threw me like, I said, of course I am. 
I said, I'm very proud to be a mom. I said, it's not always easy because I'm also transparent with them. If I mess up, I'm going to say, y'all, I messed up. I'm sorry. You know, you're right. I didn't do that right. Because I want them to know that this parenting thing is not perfect. You know, um, we apologize to them if we're wrong. We, you know, we say please and thank you to them because those are things that we want them to do with people. You know, Jam said, Mom, you don't have to tell me thank you. Yes, I do. Because I want you to know that I appreciate you. Um, you know, so those are, you know, things that we, like I said, we, we mess up on this parenting thing all the time, you know, but we know how to come back and, and fix it, you know, and make it better. Like there's some days I'll be like, wink, I, I did this and I, oh my God, I can't believe I said this or did this with Rachel. He was like, just talk to her about it, you know? Cause I don't want them to ever feel like they can't come to us if there's something going on. Like there were certain things I knew I couldn't go to my mom about, but I'm glad I had friends that had good heads on their shoulders and won't go out here and tell me something crazy to do, you know, but I knew cause my mom was old school. So she raised us old school. So there was certain, I mean, we had the sex talk the day before I left to go to ODU. I was 18 years old. And that talk was, that talk was go down there and you come back the same way you went down there. That was the talk. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that means. Cause right. I'm like, can you can elaborate? you elaborate? Yeah. Mama, I don't and I don't know if you know my current status, so that may not work out the way you think. <laughs> right. Right. Work so out I'm like, okay, that was the extent of my sex talk. You know, you go down there and you come back the same way you went down there. Okay, mom. All right. That's funny. That's funny. You know, so I always wanted to be open with them and honest. So when they ask me questions, and also because I'm a biology person. So if they ask me questions, I'm going to tell them the scientific where he would make stuff up. I think Jam or somebody asked him one day, Dad, what's a swinger? Somebody to um, swing on the swings at the playground. And, and they try to go over the top. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. I'm like, honey, come I'm on. Not, I'm not ready to have a conversation here. <laughs> Somebody that swing on the swings in the playground. You are 11. They trying to, try to go over the top. They, they trying to get the Guinness Book World Record of loops over the top of the screen. Right. Yeah. I'm like, you can't, you know, that. and, and those, que- every time there's a question asked, I'm looking at him like, you better not say nothing crazy. You know, <laughs> because they, you know, kids, they, and then they'll go ask one of their little friends and they'll get the ratchet answer. Yep. You know, so we got to tell them straight up, you know, what yep. the real deal is, now, um, you know, age related real deal. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> I do have a question, though, in, in all of this, because I heard I heard you talk about your mom and I heard when you guys were talking about when you were, you know, separated in the crazy time. Mm-hmm. Right. How much influence do you think your parents had on your marriage? and how you approach marriage? That's a great question. Great question. That's you a great want, question. You want, you want I'll start. So my parents um, were married for 21 years, um, both great people, but got married young, like 1920. And so they grew up to get, they grew, were growing up and raising a family at the same time. And I would listen and watch them argue. 
And I, even from a little girl, I would say, I never want to argue with my husband. I never want to have an argument. I never want to fight. I never want to argue. So when my parents divorced, you know, divorce is hard on a kid. So I was 12. My brother was three, my youngest brother. My oldest brother was off to college. So he really didn't have, he didn't, the dynamic, he didn't feel it because he was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never came back. So it was just me and my younger brother who, who, who was my right hip, left hip. We were, he, everywhere I went, he went because my mom worked multiple jobs too. And so I never wanted to argue. I knew that I never wanted to go through a divorce. I never wanted to go through a separation because those things are traumatic for kids. And so even when Wink and I got together and our worst argument that we ever had was the day before we got married. It was bad. And I and here we go with Yvette again. I said, Yvette, he ain't gonna want to marry me because we just had a terrible argument. I mean, it was <laughs> bad. I mean, and it was over something stupid like the punch for the reception. Yeah, it was stupid. It was stupid. But I think we were so like, you know, getting ready to get married. This is a big step, you know. Um, but we vowed even then that anytime we had a disagreement, we would sit down and talk about it. Yeah. And I don't think our kids have ever heard us seriously argue. You know, we've raised our voices. We are very two very strong-minded people. And I've had to learn, too, everything is not always necessary for a debate. You just, sometimes you just got to step back and say, okay. 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 You know, because you keep, if it keeps going and going and going, then tempers are really going to flare. You may say something you really don't mean. Right. You know, and then I've learned too that there are times where I'll come back maybe a day later and say, you know, babe, when you said such and such, that really hurt my feelings. You know, and that's when you're more level-headed, you're calm. And same thing with him. You know, I don't we we communicate so well. And it's funny because when we were getting back together, there were people who thought they knew stuff about what he did when we were separated that I didn't know. So I would have young ladies come to me and say, well, did you know he's such and such and such? Yeah, I knew that. Because when we got back together, he said, I'm going to tell you everything and everybody that I dealt with and everything, because I don't want anybody coming to you saying, well, you know, Wink did this, or you know, this happened. So there was nothing that I did not know, whether it hurt, whether I wanted to punch him in his throat, whether I, you know, because you know, you Mary, you know, one thing you don't want is some girl looking in your face saying, mm, I want her man or whatever. You don't want that. So it was like, um, I was aware, even though I may not have liked it, but I also had to realize this is when we weren't together. So I can't fault this young lady because she saw something in him that I saw in him, you know, but I wanted to know, I wanted to know everything because I didn't want any surprises. And so then people were coming to you, you know, you, are you sure? Cause he does. And yeah, I'm sure because everything you telling me I already know, right? you know, so we've always had that open communication with our relationship, whether we liked it or whether it hurt or not, we always had that. It was, it's always to this day, you know, we're open with each other. Um, it's funny because one day he took a female coworker home from work <laughs> And he called me and said, babe, let me tell you this before somebody call you. I'm taking such and such home Better. from work. 
And I, I'm just going to drop her off. I'm like, okay. You know, because first I was like, why is he calling and telling me this? I trust him. But all it takes is one person to say, yes, I went with some girl in his car. Yep. And that's what people, they want stuff going like that. Yeah. And <laughs> he's, I'm just letting you know. I'm taking, it. she live out such and such and such. I'm going to drop her off and I'm going, like, okay, babe. I just got that find my iPhone now. You <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why you out there? Why you out there? Right. <laughs> You know so I, I appreciated that because you don't find that in many people. You don't, I mean, even you don't find that in many marriages and not that somebody's creeping around, but you know, I want, we need to know each other. We need to know our, our moves and not that you keep in track. I mean, we ain't got this far as sharing a Facebook page, you know, because we're not going to do that, but we, you want to make sure that you are aware before somebody else has to tell you. Yeah, you know, and that's what I tell couples all the time. I mean, we talk to couples all the time. He actually married my brother and his wife, Aww. and so once a year they'll come and be like, "All right, time for our marriage counseling." And he'll sit down, and he will. I mean, he went. They went through marriage counseling with him. I was you no know, like nowhere near. He never told me what they talked about. Never told me what they discussed. But he, from his experience. And from watching his parents, because he's got to talk about his parents too, because his parents were the opposite of mine. And so, you know, it, he knew what he wanted. He knew what, you know, what needed to happen. And he, you know, he told, shared with my brother and his wife, the same thing. Y'all got to communicate. You got to be open. You got to be honest with each other, you know? And so every once a year, they come back to actually coming up probably in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. they're going to have their, their marriage counseling, their yearly marriage counseling. And, you know, he's, he's just that guy, but he's that because of his parents. So talk about your parents. Baby. Yeah. Um, like you said, I mean, my, 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 my situation as far as relationships and, you know, husband and wife and couple, uh, it was a little, it was a little different. Um, cause I do believe that her parents did love each other and they still do. They do. Um, you they know, talk every day, every day. <laughs> and, um, uh, it's so, crazy, you know, but growing up, you know, my, my mom and dad, as far as I can remember, they've been. Uh, brother, deacon, elder, missionary, sister, whatever in the church. So uh, it was nothing for for me and my brothers and sisters to see my mom and my dad in the center of the living room floor, you know, just dancing. It was never anything vulgar, but it was always just a show of affection that you saw my dad give to my mom. So when I got older, I was like, hey, I see how mom's responding to dad she looked like she happy <laughs> you know so i feel like okay that's that's what i need to to do to to make my my wife happy so they were the perfect example um they they were married for 45 years and the dad passed in 2019 and um they were just the, the 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 perfect example of what a married couple is just like tammy said i didn't i never experienced my parents argue so in so many ways, I didn't even really know how to argue with my wife. <laughs> so she didn't want to argue, and I really didn't know how. And so I knew how. Right. Because I was Barbara's daughter. <laughs> so she could, she could, she'll walk you down on an argument. It'll be over, and she'll come back for yeah. some more. So that's why, and yeah. another thing. Right? Exactly. So that's right. why when the, the, the day before we got married, it was just, it was such a blow up because I, I didn't, I never experienced that. She didn't like to do it, but we just we butt heads that one time, and I think in since since that 
we've never really had we've a, never really had an argument, argument. Mm -mm. we we've had disagreements um but not like those you know i'm leaving you leave yeah yeah get yeah. out it, it was no, none not of that. one of those right um, but it was always um that mutual respect in a relationship um yeah. you know and i you know we watched the movies i tell her i said one thing i'm not doing I will never <laughs> sleep on my couch in my house. <laughs> Try me if you want to. And he and if you go sleep on the couch, you're gonna come up back in this room. Yeah. That's his, yeah. You're not sleeping on the couch either. No, we'll we, both be laid up on the couch. We're we, we gonna sit in here, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> you know, we give 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 yourself some time to kind of calm down so you can kind of communicate without shouting to the top of your lungs. And and it's okay to disagree. Right. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you what's really interesting. Me and Mary, when we first got married, uh, we had a conversation, and one of the one of the things that we talked about in that moment was arguing. Mm -hmm. And we and we both said it's never it's not an argument if no one yells. So Correct. we kind of put it to a point where like we just kind of not officially, but in that conversation, we kind of just vowed to never yell, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. when we disagree. So. Like our kids would be in the same boat. We don't have like debates about any and everything <laughs> at this point, right? Mm -hmm. um, and in front of the kids, but the kids would never know that's an argument for us. Right. It's like, oh, but mom wants to paint the room blue and dad wants to paint it green. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. And then, <laughs> you know, and then and then because they don't know his argument, sometimes they chime in. They I know. Like, they be like, I want a green room too. <laughs> <laughs> Get like, it. You know, sit down. You're not in there. And then we always bring the kids into our conversation. So like to them, even when we're disagreeing on something like, and I'm like hot, mad, like, I just want you to understand what I'm trying to say. But the kids are just like, oh, mommy and daddy are having a discussion. Let's listen. So we can try to have a discussion, discussion with you. Right. Yeah, we <laughs> want to give our two cents. So right. And don't let it, don't let all the kids be on her side or my side. Yeah. All the kids agree with, yeah, with, with mom, with dad, I do agree with mom. I'm like, mm. <laughs> just, you know, yeah, we've had that happen. I'm like, right. you keep agreeing with them until tomorrow morning, see what happened tomorrow morning. Right, <laughs> right. And if you want to. Exactly. You have, when you wake up and you ain't got no toys in your room. <laughs> None. How about that? No yeah. toys now. Well, look, last question for you guys. Marriages uh, and relationships in general, and, and you guys, you know, even through your story, I think really understand this is that constant saying yes to the relationship and saying yes to keep going. Day to day. You know, because I because that eight, 18 months had to be, you know, grueling. And then you came back to say yes. And since then, you guys have been waking up every day, every morning, every hour saying with that same, saying, yes. With that same yes, we're going to push forward. Um, what makes you keep saying yes? And, and I want I want Derek to answer first this time. So for me, um, initially, what kept me saying yes, or what initially made me say yes was, here I had this girlfriend that I lost my job for about six months, right? I ain't have any, I mean, when I say no income coming in, <laughs> none. And um, she, she, she took care of me for six months, no, no complaints. No, I mean, anything. She made, made my car payment and everything. We went out to eat. She would slide me a little money on the side. So it's like I was, you know what I'm saying? And, and that went a long way for me. That, and I was like, because I, I mean, 
that also that was during the time where we had gotten back together, right? We had broke up for a year and a half. And I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you, I dogged her out. I treated her bad. She didn't say that initially, but I did. Um, and I always tell her I thank God that she didn't go anywhere. But what keeps me saying yes is um she is the the machine behind our family. Um she supports me. Um, even when I was, you know, I'm not, I haven't been out, you know, lately, but uh, even when I was doing music and, you know, my CD was doing well and I was traveling and singing, she was there, you know, she always supported me. She was never that, that jealous girl or that jealous wife to be like, oh, well, I need to go here because all these girls, she was never that, <laughs> excuse me, she supported me. And what keeps me saying yes is that she's a perfect role model for our children. Um, she's a hard worker. She's loving. You know, I, I'm still working on her about saying sometimes it's okay to say no to people. <laughs> okay. I'm working on it. I really am. Um, I'm amazing at it right now. <laughs> but but um, that's what keeps me saying. And then she's, excuse me, um, she's beautiful, intelligent. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> But uh, I mean, and, it, and it's literally, I mean, so one of the things that, you know, in, in my marriage counseling, so my marriage counseling were, was some of the questions that my father asked, because my father married us. And um, some of the questions that were asked were all the things that make, keeps me saying yes. Hey, what are, what are deal breakers? And when you can look and be like, well, it's almost nothing in a sense that could almost not be a deal breaker for me to say it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when they be like, man, my wife cheated on me, then it's a wrap. Like, no, I can't say that. I can't. And that's deep. I can't say that's that. Deep. Yeah, yeah, that's deep. deep. Yeah, that's yeah. deep. And that cuts really because, you know, for, for men, when, especially when you did, when you have, you know, wives like you and I have, they have standards, they have morals, they ain't just be with anybody. Right, but for for her to be with somebody, her her heart is somewhere involved in it. I like this guy, so you know when when they cheat, it's like, oh, bro, you about to be on Snap. Right? <laughs> so so for me, that's not a deal breaker. Um, so you know, and my wife is like, she's she's just amazing, bro. So that's what kind of keeps me going. Also, what keeps me saying yes is the fact, really, I know. Also, no, what keeps fine. me um, also what keeps me saying yes is the fact when I made my vows, I tell people because you know guys like to talk at work. Well, I said, look, when I made my vows, because I'm a spiritual guy, when I made my vows, I did I just didn't make them to her. I made my vows to God as well, mm-hmm. right? And my thing is, God never broke His promise to me, right. right? So I owe Him and her that much not to break my promise to her and Him. That's deep. That's deep. I love it. That's, it. that's fine. That's some. You put some bars in that. That's some bars. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and write a song, Wayne. Yeah, I, I know. know. Go on. Oh, uh, I buy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for me, what keeps me saying yes is, you know, I wake up every day to someone who always puts his family first, and it's not. And this might sound crazy, but it's not the kids. It's my, it's his wife, you know, cause 
you know, they always say happy wife, happy life, but I feel like we all, we both have to be happy and Wink will do whatever he can to make me happy. And um, because he knows that, you know, he says I'm the machine that, that runs the family. And if I'm shut down, then things don't function. And, you know, I want my kids to see, to, to have healthy, happy parents because, you know, they have friends who don't have that. Right. So I want them to see that daddy's doing whatever he can to make mommy happy. Mommy's doing whatever she can to make daddy happy. Um, what also keeps me saying yes is Wink will, he, he loves my parents like he loves his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that he won't do for my mom and dad. Now, mind you, my mom and dad are divorced. My dad lives in Richmond. My mom lives in New Kent. But if something happens, he will say, let's go. My dad, over Father's Day weekend, we were scheduled to go up to eat lunch with him. And he called me like 15 minutes before we walk out the house. And was like, I can't, I'm sick. I don't feel good. And he was like, let's go. We need to go up anyway and check on him. We might have to take him to the hospital. We might need to do this. You know, so it was him. I mean, I, we were, I was going anyway, but it was his driving like, babe, we need to go. You know, so it's him. When he married me, he married my family. And same thing with, with him. When I marry him, I marry his family. There's nothing I won't do for them as well. But he is not, oh, that's my mother-in-law. That's my mom. Not that's my father-in-law, that's my dad, that's pop. You know what I'm saying? So it's his love for family, his love for our children. Um, Our kids know that daddy has their back. You know, it's funny because Rachel was dating this little boy and we all went out for her birthday one year and his little boy came and one of her best friends leaned over to him and said, you know, Rachel's daddy got two guns. (laughs) And so the little boy was like, you know, it's nothing that he won't do for these kids. You know, he, he, will, he will tell them, I will go to prison, you know? And, and I, I know he means that, you know, y'all put something on my books and let me get, so I can give me some Newport shorts, do something because <laughs> I will go to jail, you know? And that's him. So I know that, he will do anything he can to make sure that we are okay. Yeah. And, you know, I keep saying yes to that because that hasn't changed in the 23 years that we've been together. None of that has changed. If anything, it gets more intense, you know, also I, my faith was built because he had so much faith, you know, he, it was like, there are certain things that I never thought we would be able to do. And he was like, you know what? Just, just step out here and do it. Well, we got to lose. They can either say yes or no. And to me, that blows my mind because I'm like, I'm the one to keep the checkbook. So I'm looking like, Mm-mm, we ain't got it. And he was like, a lot of people ain't got it. Let's just step out here and see what they say. And that has made me stronger in terms of my faith walk, because I know, like, I'll run stuff by him, be back, like, babe, you think we can, and he'll either say, yeah, we can do it or no, nah, but I don't think this is the right time. Um, I, I want to, and I'm going a, I'm to a jump on that submission part too, a little bit, because, you know, I have, a, I have, I know a lot of young ladies who I ain't submitting to nobody, 
But submission ain't, yes, sir, I'm going to do that. Yes, no, I'm going to walk behind you. Submission is if you have a man who is putting God first and allowing God to direct, why wouldn't you submit to that? Because he is not going to do anything without seeking God for it. Now, he, like, he's not religious. He's not the church boy or whatever, but he knows God and he knows he's seen the power of God work in our lives over the last 23 years. I mean, we've had some tight moments where I've had to call my dad and borrow money because we won't go make it till Friday. Right. But in that, he would say, did you give the tithes this week? Did you, did you? And at some weeks I'd be like, nope, because we got to get groceries in this house. <laughs> and he would be like, no, you can give tithes regardless because that's the way we're going to sustain our faith. We, that's the way that God is going to continue to open up doors for us. And for me, that was big because, you know, Mary, we started off teaching. We won't make no money. Still ain't really making none now, you know? So to say, I got to give 10% of this check to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, you understand, don't you? <laughs> I'm a little short. Yeah. This week. <laughs> a little short this week, Lord. I'm going to catch you on the back end, you know? Yeah, his faith. I mean, up until, I mean, one night I'm telling y'all, we were, we were knowing we, knowing we wanted to buy a house. We were outgrowing our old house. And he was like, let's just apply for a mortgage. Do what? Like right now? Yeah, let's see how much we qualify for. And we hit submit and them numbers came back. I'm like, whose checks they looking at? <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? What, what are they looking at? I get it. I was always nervous about the no, you know, but he always looked for the yes. So, I mean, even, hey, this is funny. Yeah, this is crazy. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, I'm telling y'all, the faith part for me was is a big deal. Because if he said no, not at this time, I trust the God in him to say, okay, we're going with that, not at this time, yep. you know? So that, that submission piece, now there are times where I'll say to him, no, that's we're not going to do that right now. And either we're going to agree to disagree or whatever, but for the most part, if I have to make a decision, I'm going to run it by him first because I am trusting that God is talking to him being the leader of our family. And, you know, it's even gotten to the point now where the kids will come in and be like, can we pray? Yeah, we sure can. Who going to lead it? Yep. Dad. <laughs> Dad going to lead the prayer, you know, because they even are on that faith walk. Mm -hmm. They even, you know, I tell them all, all the time. You faith without works is dead. You can't believe that you're going to do this and not put any work behind it. Yep. You no, know, it, it ain't going to just drop at our front door. You got to put some work behind it, you know, and, and we, that's like our kind of our man, mantra in our house. We, you know, we live by Hebrews 11 and one. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful and evidence of things not seen. That was one of the first scriptures that my kids learned because everything that we've done in our marriage and in our family has been a faith walk. And, and it's all because I have learned to submit because my mom was a single mother. So she made every decision. Right. You know, and when I got married, I'm like, I, ain't, I can make these decisions on my own. I don't need to ask him, you know, because I was used to that. I was used to bringing 60 bags of groceries in the house because my mom did it. You know, not blowing a horn, asking somebody, uh -uh, I got it. And even now, he's like, why are you bringing all this stuff in by yourself? Even now. I'm she, like, ah, you she know, I got it. on the door for somebody to open the door. <laughs> bags on her. I was like, why are you going to horn You got these three kids in here. Look, I had, to, I had to tell Mary one time, 
we we are living at 392 in, in Suffolk. Yeah. And I and I tell I told her she did something, she cut the grass or something. I said, hold up, look. <laughs> look now. I mean, I grew up in the country. Said, like we just we, Mary, we cut grass. I said, look, I said, look now. I I don't have a lot of things that I'm like, I don't want you to do. Right. You can't be out here cutting grass. Right. Got a whole man in this house. Right. A whole man. A whole man. And if you out here cutting this grass. These people are gonna be like, where that man at? Right. There you go. There you go. Nobody making no questions about my. But you know, we were we were used to that because we grew up in the country. Everybody cut grass in the house. What you do? Yeah. Right. That's what you do. That submit thing. Like, I really feel like submission. The word itself has gotten a bad rap. Yes. Put your English hat on a little bit. And mm-hmm. you actually just look at the word. Right. And you're not being like, oh, let me ask him if I can have some water. No. It's a <laughs> mission. Like, I'm under a mission. And if I'm under his mission and he's getting his mission from God, then I don't have nothing to worry about. Right. Absolutely. You know? But look, I'm, I'm quick to be, I'm with you, Wink. I'm always like, I'm going to ask the question and I'm going to make you tell me no. Like, mm-hmm. you got to say no. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm quick yeah, to be like, like, just ask. They can always I'm, say no. Yeah, I'm like, I'm ask like, what question. you mean? But what if they say no? Right. <laughs> That's us. That's us. Like, what if they but, say no? But then I, I flip it on because I'd be like, oh, yeah. Now, the real question is, what if they say yes? Right. Then yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah, because right. if they say no, you ain't got nothing to do. It's a no. Right. You, you got no work to do. You mm-hmm. you live in life. Like, oh, right. can I get a $10 million house? No? Okay. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But you ask somebody else and be like, can I get a $10 million house? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, oh, snap. Now I got to pay for it. Right, right. right. You know, like, what, the $10 what's, million? Yeah, what's the light bill on the $10 million house? What the exactly. Right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Now you got actual work to do. You know what I'm saying? But asking the question, the worst you can get is a is a, is a no. In no. which case, you ain't lost nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But thank you guys. This has been great. Thank y'all so much. This is fantastic. Oh, we enjoyed thank y'all it. For having us. We really appreciate you guys for asking us to do this. We we do this every now and then. Um, and it's always good to revisit, you know, those areas and those times. Um, you know, because sometimes you just put them in the back of your mind, but it's always good to, it's like kind of rekindling yeah. that. So I, we really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Really, really do. Thank you guys.